Welcome to a podcast about basketball. Uh, it's called Advanced Analytics. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother uh, from the same mother. It's Paul. It's only me. Cool. What's this accent? Loving. Wait, what? Bit of Cockney. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Uh, I'm JT. And that, no, I could introduce you, JT. Okay, and you introduce fi- me. And finally, we're, I'm joined by my friend. His name is JT. Hello, Governor. <laughs> and we're all basketball experts uh, and also excellent uh, comedians. Paul's still la- Paul's been laughing for about five minutes after that one. Uh, it's time for advanced analytics. So our podcast is normally a shambles, but this is a more of a shambles than it's ever been. Um, I just went through a, a Wendy's drive-through. Um, how, how are you guys' lives going better than mine? What's um, is Wendy's the square burger guy? Yeah, and I ordered a salad. Like how embarrassed I was like, I've eaten fast food like the last four days in a row. I've got to go healthy. So I tried to go to the eat, eat a noodle house, but that was closed, which is crazy. So I went to Wendy's and. Uh, got a salad and that was the worst time of my life any croutons yeah <laughs> no it's what it is is it's mince and and uh and lettuce and that's the salad at wendy's what? like mince meat no like chili mince it's depressing it's like you know you've hit rock bottom in your life when you're buying a wendy's salad from the drive-through before the basketball podcast you record with your brother and fucking jt that's rock bottom hey a little respect for jt <laughs> and Wendy's. <laughs> Paul, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you talked. You started so hot, and then you're. Where's the basketball chat? Where's the where's the? Oh, we've well, been talking about right? Wendy's. Oh, I, um, I thought that was a good start. I once started in an ad for Wendy's. It's the only ad I've ever been in. Did you? And um, yeah, and I got. I remember talking to the because it was basically people describing this new burger they had. And I had to interpret of dance. This is like six years ago, probably. And um, um, can I say for the record, I remember this, and it was about two years ago. But anyway, continue. Nah, it would have been, I reckon, earliest five years ago, but probably six years ago. It was last year during the COVID pandemic. Continue. And I had to interpret of dance, and I I was talking to one of the people who was describing it, and they weren't even getting paid. They were just volunteers from facebook who what? wanted to try the burger really faithful yeah. to the burger yeah man that's i someone needs to doc, do a documentary of of those people fascinating life choices but i really respect it yeah i um, was desperate for cash that's why i was doing it um well he's not desperate for cash anymore um it's time for the week in review Still desperate for cash, I'd like to just say. Would you say that you're Hank Marvin at the moment? Uh, wait, what is that a reference to? Oh, I'm just talking uh, Cockney rhyming slang at the moment. Oh, wow. Is that What does that mean? A rich uh, person. I think Hank Marvin you say, is for starving. Oh, yeah. oh, so it's like rhyming. Yeah. 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 Cockney rhyming slang. Okay. Well, thank you for that Cockney rhyming slam. Does anyone have any basketball observations, thoughts? Because I'm I'm fizzing to go, but I don't want to do all the talking. Do you guys have anything? I am I want, Jock uh, Ruben Hood. 
Not doing good. <laughs> Cockney. <laughs> well, I've got um, I want to. <laughs> I'm on my Jack Jones. Okay, I want to go it alone here for a minute. No, um, I've got one thing that I want to talk about that's not basketball related. Not basketball oh. related. See, I was hoping being a basketball podcast I was hoping. No, I'll else get, But this is the, if I can't get back to it. But I want to ask this question: When you do an advertisement for a product, mm. do yeah. you have to sign any sort of a thing to say? Like, so it'd be a bit different for you guys because you might be endorsing it as yourself. But if you're an actor in a thing, do you have to sign anything being like, I won't slag this product off? Um, or is that just implied? I think it's probably in the contract. I, um, yeah, I've never, I've never read the contract, contract, so I wouldn't actually yeah. know. But then yeah. again, if you're a movie star and you play a serial killer, you're not endorsing serial killer. Hmm. But I mean, I think it is. I think it's impl- implied that you kind of, if you're in the ad, unfortunately, and I, yeah, it's it's kind of an endorsement. And then mm. I don't think, yeah, I, I, it's, you you raise a good to point. Co- you, to you, cover you, my bases, I'd just like to say that the <laughs> Wendy's new chicken sriracha sriracha chicken burger from five years ago was delicious. Thank you, Paul, for contributing that. JT, glad you asked that so pertinent and important question. I'm very glad. I've been constantly. I've had a. I had a friend who did an LMP a, a bunch of ads, and I've been trying to catch them out for years by secretly recording and just trying to get them in conversations, talking down on LMP. They Please haven't. They haven't up. slipped. Okay. I don't think I've well, ever drank the LMP. What you haven't? No, nah, I don't think so. No. Oh, jeez. Okay, a lot of New is... Zealand. A lot of New Zealand products are like really shit. I'm sorry to say. Okay, you are a racist towards New Zealand for a start. Second of all, LMP is good. Third of all, you're from fucking Palmerston North and you are lying if you said you've never had LMP before. That's insane. I've never had LMP. No, you that's bullshit. I don't think you, it is. I think it's true. This is <laughs> there's no Paul. No yeah. one's no telling way. porky pies around here. You you're telling so many porky pies. You're a um you're a town crier, you're a big liar. Paul, you cannot believe JT's claim that he's never had LMP in his life. Um, I don't really believe it. I've my thing is I've never had a Red Bull, but LMP is another level. Well, I, I think Red Bulls. No, I think LMP's like leagues lower than Red Bull in terms of Red Bull in terms of believable. Believable. No, okay. I see what you've done there. Don't start Paul. Don't start Paul on his goddamn love of Red Bull that he's never drunk. But JT, there's just no like a kid's birthday party or just like no. I've always been a sprite, always been a sprite guy. Eh? I just always had this thing in my head that sprite was healthier because it didn't have the food coloring. Yeah, <laughs> probably well, is right. Guy. Big frozen coke guy and a big sprite guy. I do you know. I just keep it classic. Coke and sprite, you've got all your bases covered there. All the lemon, all, all the lemon, all the cola nut ranges. <laughs> you don't. You've got the whole spectrum in two drinks. Can I just say that I don't think you're well in the head and I'm embarrassed to be doing this podcast with you and I'm going to debate you right now. If, if no one has anything more poignant to bring up, I, I want to do the Westbrook debate right now. Okay. Okay. For people who don't know, well, for a start, Paul, are you in heaven right now? I said on last week's pod, you weren't on it, that this is a dream situation for you. You hate three things. You mm-hmm. hate uh, LeBron James, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LA Lakers number two and Russell Westbrook number three. I hate and when people three has I come hate... to number two, which is ruining number one. This is your heaven, right? I hate when people push in in line as well. 
Yeah, I know. I, yeah, okay. Well, that's number four. But those are in basketball terms on this podcast. Those are okay. your three most hated things. What's your response to the Lakers before me and JT really take um, the gloves off and go at each other? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess loving it. Um, are you actually? Is it, is it a? Is it a? Is it a? Is it a hollow victory, or are you are you glad to see Westbrook get the comeuppance you think he deserves? Uh, why would it be hollow? I mean, I. But also, I think it's not over till the season's over. You know. They're you in the they're in the play. Lakers are going to turn it round. No, well, I, I I don't want to have to eat crow later down the the line. So, you know, they they could they could do some damage come well, play in time. Well, c- can I say this for a start? I do feel a little bit sorry for Westbrook. I've never really liked him, but on this podcast, I've had to furiously defend him because Paul is such a hater. I do appreciate the you know, five to 10 years of amazing, exciting basketball highlights he gave us. There's a lot of criticisms to his game. He can't shoot. He can't really run the point, but he, he's been a thrilling player to watch. However, I think this recent campaign by him and his wife and whoever else to defend him because people are bullying him is ridiculous. He forced a move on a $50 million contract to Los Angeles, a high-pressure situation where he's the highest-paid player in the most intense media market in the sporting world, and then he can't make a shot, he won't stop shooting them, his team is sucking, not surprisingly, because they traded the few good defenders they had left to get him, and I must say that it's ludicrous that he would try and pull the bullying card when he's been a trash talker, a bullier. It's part of the sport for his whole career. The whole situation is ridiculous. It wants me to smash. I want to smash my head through my computer screen. It's pissing me off so much. Would you, would you say he's, he's shooting worse than he did when he, he was in his MVP season? Uh, I I, I'm I not sure, but I would say this year, if you were asked me to guess, I would say he is. Yeah. I'd say no shooting on account that he's shooting less. Uh, and I, I reckon he should never have been MVP, personally. We, no, we, Paul, we, we know that you hate Westbrook. That's, that's established. Mm. Um, he, I think he should have been MVP. He averaged triple double for a season. That is amazing. But that's not the question here. Jay- well, then he should have three MVPs. So you're saying, just give me, let me get this right, that Russell Westbrook should have been MVP four times. What do you mean four times? Well, you said he, he, you said he deserved to be MVP because he because... got a triple double. He's done that four times. He so he should have been a four-time season, four times, has he? Per game, I don't think he has. Yeah, definitely. He did it once, maybe twice, but that's not what we're arguing about here, JT. JT, you felt sorry for Russell Westbrook. I'm sure he's got it four times, for the record. I can Google actually, it while you guys talk. Yeah, you Google Paul. Uh, no, I think I think people are crazy about Russell Westbrook. I think it's so strange to me. I th- I think it's like one of the weirdest things, and potentially racial. How okay, that's unusual. How is he getting offended by being called Westbrook? A Westbrook. A that is a funny nickname. B you just stop shooting or make some shots. Like it's it's a good nickname. Do you, but does the do the fans of the LA Lakers right? Okay, here's my point of view. Okay, the LA Lakers didn't boo him when he was first on the team, right? So so the logical the extension of that logic is they're booing. Westbrook for his poor performance, not because he's a bad fit. So they don't have a problem with his him forcing a trade, right? You with me so far? If they had a problem with him forcing a trade, they would have booed him from the first game. 
ergo, their problem was with his performance. Do you think you you are going to inspire a better performance by turning on your own player through booze? But it's not just him turning on their own player. It's every arena in America. Like, everyone's turned on him. No, but I think if you're the other arena, you'd boo because you'd want him to, like, be shit. Okay. That's fair so, enough. That's just good stadium tactics. Okay. So, so, so your qualm is that the Lakers fans are booing him? My qualm is my qualms are with the whole Lakers team construction. My qualm is with the person who decided to put Russell Westbrook on. So if forcing your trade from Washington is one part of the equation, but he wasn't able to force his way onto Lakers. Someone still made that decision. That person should put their hand up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Palenka and LeBron James have stuff to answer for too. I'm just saying it's infuriating me that Russell Westbrook is claiming that this is bullying and stuff like that. And JT, you you thought people were bullying Russell Westbrook as well. But I don't think this is like, I'm not talking about like the fans in the stadium. I'm talking about the like a Skip Bayless. It's relentless. What what more, like, I just don't, I I would take it very personally if I was him and or his wife too. It's It's just relentless. Yeah, but I mean, what do you expect? Like, it was the dumbest move of all time. It hasn't worked out. You're a professional athlete getting paid $50 million. Yeah, I don't, but I mean, it's like no no point crying over spilt milk, is there? Well, well you, you get some still, constructive criticism. The one, or the, I mean, the constructive criticism is saying calling him Westbrook and booing him. I don't know. I just, Westbrook. I just find the, his, them getting upset when Russell Westbrook, through his whole history, Brick. has been a notorious trash talker, a notorious baby rocker, uh, a notorious asshole, is now getting all sensitive because. Uh, the team that he forced his way to is did he, criticizing. Did he get? Was there any punishment for when he went up to that fan? I don't think so. Because to, well, today, well, Yusuf Nurkic threw a um, fan's phone away. But um, no, but I thought like you, you know, you could get, you could say he was kind of, it was slightly threatening. He said, "What did you say?" Yeah, but like he, like the guy didn't say anything problematic. Yeah. But he did. I did find that quite funny. I was on the fan side on that one, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> especially how he said Westbrook the last time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no, all, his, I'm saying, all I'm his saying delivery is, this, was great. It's weird. So it's not weird to boo Westbrook, and it's not weird to criticize him. But it's weird how much people are enjoying it. But like, I think they wanted people want to see Westbrook down for non-basketball reasons. There, I said it. Okay. Uh, maybe. I. 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 Yeah. I. I don't want to take too much. As I said, I do feel sorry for him, but I just it's his poor me campaign that's really pissed me off. It's really but, irked my goat. But let's put it this way. I don't think he's that much worse. I, just because people, like dumb people in the media, overrated him at OKC, he's not that much worse than he was. Like Even on numbers, he's not that much worse considering, considering his role here. He's always been a shocking defender. He's never been able to shoot. The only yeah. thing that's changed in his career that's really hurt him is that he used to be able to shoot free throws and he can't now. So, so who's, whose fault, whose fault is this? This is, this is the, I, I'm sure in some seasons, his MVP sh- season might not have been a good shooting season, but he did, he has in his past shot better than this. And I admit that the um, fans nagging him is not going to make the situation better. And it's just gotten sad. Like I do feel sad about the whole situation, but him coming out, lashing out is just, it's it, it, we're, we're totally right. Like it's 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 on him for forcing his way there, and the Lakers for accepting him. The whole thing's just like okay. a, one uh, of the all-time great shit shows. Okay, but let's put it this way. Okay, let's say I wa- I work at Wendy's and I'm one of the best burger flippers there are, right? 
Yeah. Well, no, sorry. The people think I'm one of the best burgers flippers, despite a lot of evidence to say that I'm not that good. But I get through, I pound out, like they call me the triple double because I can yeah. get heaps of burgers, chips, and shakes done at the same time. Is this, so, is this another one of JT's famous allegories? Yeah, that now, I've so, so, the, so because on raw numbers, I'm like posting triple double records every night, people go, this guy is the most valuable burger guy, or burger person, sorry, uh, there in the world, right? I leave, of my own choice, I resign from Wendy's. My own choice, I say, Wendy's, even though you signed me to this great contract, which is, I'm sure, what happens in the restaurant industry. So I'm even though I'm on a lot of money, I'm leaving this contract, <laughs> and you can't stop me. And then I walk outside Wendy's, and I, and I don't do anything. I just walk outside, and uh, Burger King, someone from Burger King goes, hey, um, <laughs> I've already got nine burger flippers. And we understand have... the scenario, okay. so JT. Who, so who, in the scenario, how is it no, my fault? It. And, ye- um, and yelling at me is not going to make me better at burgers. I've never been good at burgers. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because it has come up for 25 years of being a huge asshole. He's been an asshole since USL, UCLA. And now he's complaining because people are booing him because he's shit. Uh, that makes sense. Has he complained? Uh, His wife's complained. He but complained she, too. Oh, okay. But to be fair, she did not complain about your average fan. She complained specifically about, I don't know if she used Skip Bayless by name, but she... But yeah, she, she complained about, she's been beefing with Skip Bayless, which is Isn't weird. Skip like, Bayless, I don't know much about Skip Bayless, but isn't he, isn't he kind of crazy? Um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's not the best guy, but um, Westbrook was um, taking offense to people calling him Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook. Westbrook. Because um, it's the family name, and he's got a four-year-old who's proud of his name. I was like, he can still be proud of his name. Yeah. His dad plays for the LA Lakers and gets fifty million dollars a year. There's heaps of people with bad surnames. Yeah. Like if your if your surname is his, like his son's surname is now Westbrook, <laughs> but like, who's to say his ancestors weren't bricklayers back in the day? <laughs> okay, um, I'm glad to uh, put that to de- to, to bed uh, that debate. I must say, JT. We were f- we were building on that for at least a week. Um, in the chat, you're like, save it for the podcast. And I feel like it didn't have the sparks that I was hoping for. I feel like a bit of your flames like disintegrated or something like that. But I just think it's, I, well, I just don't think, um, one, I don't think, hey, I'll simplify it. I don't think he's worse than he's ever been. I just yeah. think people want it, people just don't like him. They've been waiting for a fall and they're going over the top about it. No, this is pretty. This is pretty bad. This but is, also, this is it is just bad. the Lakers um, fans are toxic as heck. Oh yeah. So they I think, be- um, and I think they're also they're just like ruthless, right? Like they expect championships every year. No, 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 no. He's a fifty million dollar player. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know, mate. I'm. You don't have to. You're preaching to the not only the choir. I'm like. But- but the Lakers, the Lakers fans are, are, are huge assholes. But in yeah. this case, I think they are entirely justified. No, no, I know, I know. But, but I just, I'm they, just saying, they, if, if when things go bad, it, it's magnified by. But what? But again, Lake what are they Nation. booing here? Are they they're booing someone for doing exactly what they've always done? Yeah, mm. I just don't understand what the what, no, what are they? What, what is JT, their beef? JT, what are the fans' beef? JT, he's definitely he's definitely gotten worse. Like, there's no doubt about that. And I mean, the bullying is making it. 
much, much worse. I would. Do you know what? I wouldn't be running around ch- chasing Tyrese Maxey or someone else on the perimeter if the crowd had been booing and yelling Westbrook the whole time while I just did my That's job. That's his job. He's a professional basketball player. Yeah. He's well, the highest that. player in the league, and he's paid to chase around Tyrese okay. Maxey on the perimeter. Let's put it this way. If I had a job that paid me $15 million and there were, that was 15. purely $50 million, there was purely subjective, there was no performance bonuses, and my customers and or fans started yelling me the whole time, I'd be like, well, guess what? I, I, all I have to do is turn up and I get $50 million. So who's the joke really on? Well, yeah, I mean, he could, he could have said that, but that would have made him seem even more like an idiot than he already looks like. But... um. What a grim end to a grim career. But, but I, hang I on a second. To... A grim, oh, this is, I will stop you on here. The end to his career, right, this is a season that he's getting booed for. And I'm, not, I'm saying numbers aren't real, aren't everything. But he is averaging 18 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds. Yeah. But this then... is not, this is like, if this is what we're saying is beyond reproach, this is better than, what, 80, 90% of the league? What team would no? It's not though. It's 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 um putting up stats on a on a losing team. It's like it's useless. And as a max player, what team would want him anymore? Like, what is his value to any team? But again, that's not what the market has chosen to pay Westbrook is not anything to do with Westbrook. That's not his fault. It's not his responsibility. It's just if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. He got into the kitchen and is now complaining about how hot the kitchen is. No, I, th- I totally disagree. I think he was in the kitchen, left, and someone was like, come over to my kitchen. And he was like, no. are you sure? Is it hot in there? And they're like, don't worry about it. We'll pay you the same money. <laughs> Just come over. We're, we're, we're getting an air conditioning unit installed soon. It's called um, Anthony Davis's I've a, Legs. I've got a kitchen hot take as well. Yeah. Anthony Davis's, if Anthony Davis is healthy, no one's talking about this. No, they were. They, they've been terrible with him as well. They have not been good with Anthony Davis. No chance to get in rhythm. Yeah, okay. strong point. Um, let's change the topic. Uh, is there anything else people want to talk about? I've got down Brittany Griner is crazy. Although I don't know a lot about that story and Ben Simmons. Uh, oh, I also been peaking Peel's interest. Yeah, I'm. I'm. When I say the thing about Westbrook, I feel like there are racial tones with the crowd, and, and I also I do say that genuinely and not flippantly. And I also feel the same about Brittany Griner. Why is that not a bigger story? Do you th- I th- do you think if it was like a white um, Olympic athlete, it would be a much bigger story? Yeah. Do, do you, just just for people who don't know, can you just briefly recap what the situation is? Oh, sh- about to get caught out here. No, she Brittany Griner is a is a professional basketball American basketballer, and yeah. she was in Russia to play in the Russian league, I believe, and was detained. Has been detained uh, at an airport trying to leave Russia when they they began the strike on Ukraine. I, I weirdly, I might have the details crossed, but it was weird. I thought she was like almost like flying over there and got detained. But anyway, that's not important. The important thing is she's she's is she still detained in Russia? Is that the case, Paul? Do you know about this? What is, is that the case? I don't I don't know a lot. I haven't. Because you're right, JT. Like even just saying it out loud now, this is such a big deal, and it is weird that people haven't made a big bigger deal. And you're absolutely right. If this was a white athlete, even if they weren't famous they would immediately be a huge household name. It is, if, if she's still there and she's still being detained, that is outrageous. Yep. Bloody is it, crazy. Did you just Google it? Can you confirm she's still there and she's still detained? I thought Paul was Googling. I'm the Google guy, but um, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, yeah, it just seems like the whole thing is just like a nightmare. And it's, it's really interesting thing about... So, so I even just... 
in Ukraine, I mean, okay, it's not time for me to get, I've already just been yelling about Russell Westbrook. I'm not ready to jump into the Ukraine debate, uh, but uh, I obviously can't keep my cool. But like, I'm, I'm just disappointed there's not more support for a country that's being invaded uh like i don't know like it just it just seems it just seems weird in general arnie's getting involved who is arnie arnie schwarzenegger and multiple yeah. companies on linkedin have changed their profile picture to blue and yellow so it's pretty much it's like you know pretty much the world spoken it's over doing linkedin posts <laughs> i find it depressing that i feel like some i mean i don't want to i don't want to say like oh virtue signaling but i do think some companies do like crisis marketing where they just jump on something to get some like, don't get me wrong. There are companies doing genuine stuff. Like the fact that Ru- that McDonald's, not that McDonald's is a great corporation, but like the fact they closed down their Russian stores is obviously quite a big move. And companies doing stuff like that, and like pulling right out of Russia is quite in- impactful and quite uh, major. But there's some companies who are like boycotting where you're like, I don't even know if that company was ever involved. Like, can I boycott? Could the New Zealand Today podcast, or what is this? Could the uh, Advanced Analytics podcast say, we're no longer broadcasting in Russia. Like, just p- put a tweet out and try and you know get a bit of like love. You know, it just seems it, some of it seems so hollow. Um, or, Brit- yeah, yeah. Oh, time for you. Yeah. Well, what, well, what do you want to know? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the thing we were just padding time for you to fill okay. us in on. Um, well, here's which we the, did a hell uh, of a job, by the way. The, the <laughs> article I clicked on is the from theguardian.com. Good, good. I like and that. The headline is Russia wants to use Brittany Griner as negotiating chip, says Democrat. Tim yeah. Kaine believes basketball star's detention is to make her part of the chess game. A little reference to the hit musical Chess. Yeah, no, okay. No, no. I don't care about that. Like, is she still in, she's still locked down? Um, is it it is sounds like it. His, his quote was, I think there's no doubt that her detention and then the continuation of the imprisonment, imprisonment, is all to try to make her a hostage and a part of this chess game, a reference to the hit musical Chess. He doesn't I've say ne- that. I've never seen, I don't even, I've never heard of chess. chess. Yeah. Well, it, the storyline is, you know, it's there's a Russian chess player and an American chess player facing off for the, you know, the world title. It's actually so like frightening to think that could happen. And, and my, my hope when I've gone to a country that I'm like, I'll definitely get kidnapped here because I'm like a high value, value target is I'm like, hey, they'll never let me go under because I'm a known person in New Zealand and the government will come get me. But Brittany Kreiner, someone who's a thousand times better known than me, just no one gives a shit about or whatever. Or maybe they do, but it just doesn't seem like people really care. It's it's pretty can sad. I, do I we ask- know what she's been charged with? Well, <laughs> are you doing a joke? No, sorry, I wasn't there's really two, that came across the joke. But there's what two sides said? to every story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like um it's like uh it's like you going like, what did Nelson Mandela do wrong? Why was he in prison for twenty years? Like he didn't do anything wrong. And we got no, no, he but he's just he asking bombed something, didn't he? No I, no, I don't think he did. I think I think uh like he got Nelson Mandela, no, I don't think so. I think he just got um, put in jail. Okay, I don't know, but I thought he got put in jail. Just I'm Googling, was Mandela a criminal? No. <laughs> I would say, I would say anytime someone's, like, they'll at least say something. Like, surely um, Brittany Griner, um, maybe, oh, she's, maybe. On dr- she's on drug charges, it says. Yeah. At the airport, said she was carrying a vaporizer, uh, vaporizer cartridges 
containing hashish oil, an illegal substance in both Russia and under U.S. federal law. Uh, so even if she'd been in the U.S., this this would be happening well, as well. Well, here's something very interesting for well, you. Can you not joke Nelson... about this? This woman's like being held captive. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Nelson Mandela was a con- was on the uh, remained on a terrorism watch list in the United States till 2008. Wow. Mm. In the U.S. Very interesting. No, no. Did you say? Did you say in the U.S. or did I make that in the up? U.S. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, it's just for, just be clear. When I say very Is interesting, that the I US? don't think that's because he was a terrorist. I think very interesting about how those how you get on one of those lists. Yeah, the U.S.A. or the U.S.S.R. U.S.A. New Zealand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> New Zealand uh, recognized uh, the Khmer Rouge like Pol Pot's regime um, up until as the official government of Cambodia up until 1992, even though like. They were overthrown um, in like the late 1970s, I think. It's crazy. The world's fucked up. Um, Back to basketball, though. Uh, I've got a question here from the super fan, um, James McConey. James, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in this message. Uh, He asks, which team is in worse shape? The Houston Rockets, JT's team, also known as the Rocket Man, or the Orlando Magic? I thought that was a great question. Easy. A great point. No, this is easy. Easily, the Houston Rockets are in ah. worse shape. <laughs> like, well, who are they building around? Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, like, Jalen Green and that Turkish yeah, guy. They're, they're building <laughs> against. They're they're building around Swaggy P two point <laughs> Swaggy like, P would easily be the second best player on the Magic right now. <laughs> I actually do want to apologize to Swaggy P. Today I saw a tweet um, that was like talking about the coach of, um, I think he coaches 10. I, I haven't been following any college basketball, but I think this coach lost and they were like, we shouldn't be surprised. This coach lost when he had Kevin Durant at Texas and they lost in the second round to a team whose leading scorer was Swaggy P. But I was like, leading scorer? Like, like that Swaggy P's middle name, like yeah, it would be a, an issue if if like their best defender was Swaggy P. <laughs> but like like the guy can score. Don't disrespect that. So so Paul's coming hard to defend the Magic, saying the Rockets are trash. But JT, you seem to have some counterpoints. Yeah, I've got some counterpoints, but I would also like to say just interesting fact. Guess what player has only has scored only thirty points less than Kevin Durant this season? Arguably the greatest scorer of all time. Um, I'm gonna um, okay. Jalen Green, no, LeBron wrong. James, Kevin, Kevin Porter Jr., Russell Westbrook. Wow, oh. JT, you've yeah, us again. Okay, I thought it was um, rocket based. Now, here's what I'd say Who would you rather be? Well, no, this is my one value of success. The, rocket, the Rockets are trying to lose and successfully are losing mm. and have 17 wins. The Magic keep on uh, Mr. McGooing their way to wins and have, <laughs> have piled on four, four big, real hurtful wins since the All-Star break when they were previously on, 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 on track to beat their own record for most losses. Mm. Paul, you got to admit, that's bad management. No, 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 no. Because I think, we're, if, if I'm not mistaken, we're still at tied number one odds, right? 
No, it's uh, no. You, you're one game out from being fourth. It's actually. Uh, it, yeah, it's Rockets, it's Pistons and Magic are tied on 19. Well, there uh, needs to I mean, be sorry, punishment. Magic have one more loss. There needs to be some punishment on some of these teams. Well, the Pacers, the Pacers and Kings have headed to Tanksville as well now. Well, OKC, it's all logo. OKC take the piss. Like They just openly talk about tanking and trying to lose games. I'm yeah. sure of it. I don't, I don't, the Houston I Rockets should be kicked out. Yeah. And we should have number one odds. No, we're, we've got number one odds, surely. No. The Rockets. Just while we're talking about this, I had one. Um, so, yeah. So, so, Guy, the answer to your question, the Rockets, way better. People want to go to Texas as well for the um, for the good tax breaks. And Houston's a real uh, a real go-to city at the moment in the States. It's it's popular amongst NBA players. I, I've never really understood why, but... Uh... It is popular destination among NBA players below the like the obvious ones of Miami, New York, and Los Angeles. A lot of strip clubs. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that, JT, because I was just trying to keep it classy. But you've uh, taken it to that level. No, well, when I was there, we tr- I must have told this story. We looked up the strip club to try and find the one that James Harden goes to. Yeah. But and the weirdest thing about strip clubs in Houston, and maybe this is conventional for all American cities, but they're all like you have to drive quite far for the like they're all. You know, like it's a real drive-to destination. Yeah, and that's always surprised me. It's never so like struck me as a sort of thing you drive to. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? It's more of a thing on a whim. Once you like, once you get in the car, you sober up and go, yeah, "What am I doing with my life?" And you drive home. You don't keep on going. Yeah, I guess so. Paul, so, Paul, any- yeah, Paul, Paul, I, I just want to bring up yeah. the counterpoint. You said, "Who are the Houston Rockets building around?" But, yeah, Singun. Sin, yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Magic. Like, who's their future? Uh-uh. We got pieces, man. <laughs> we got Franz, <laughs> Mobamba, Markel, Jonathan Isaac, Franz. Cole Anthony, Chuma Othriki. So, Paul, where do you think? Where do you think Jalen Green and yeah. that the Turkish center for the Rockets mm-hmm. would be if you put all the players from both teams together? Mm-hmm. Who's number one? If you all other you know, all other all the other NBA teams were able to draft, yeah, Jalen Green goes one without a doubt. Definitely not. Who are you putting, Isaac? Um, He's got some big red flags. Well, the injuries are a concern. Personal the in- life. The injuries are a concern. Um, what about his recent the, literary releases? He's the only he's the only NBA player on like Gab or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know what that is. He's the only far right black person I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, he's really breaking new ground. He's going to be so successful. He's going to be the most popular player in the NBA, just based on like nailing that like crazy mega vote. Um, uh, sh- should I move? I mean, Magic Mayhem's not quite yet. Paul, any final words of defense? I'm. I'll come back next episode with a draft of the Houston. I need a bit of time to actually look at the numbers. Yeah, I'm sorry, and, I, I, I sprung you on there, and it's hard when the Magic have. I've I've got a related question though. Yeah. Do you think Josh Giddy, TikTok and Australian TikTok star and Australian basketball star, yeah. come rocket star? I didn't know he was on TikTok. Why is he on TikTok? He's, he's the original um, basketball superstar on TikTok. What, what is he? he was huge before he got drafted. What does he do on there? Mm, just like bees himself, really. Wait, wait, wait. Just humble. Did, no, but does he? Is it basketball highlights, or is he doing dances, or is he talking? Uh, just video, no, videos of him being humble. Yeah, more personality. Now, Whitley's not humble, if anything. 
more like goofy, goofy guy. Does he do jokes? Like, yeah. what does he? Please give us a, a rough example about the kind of thing he would do. Uh, like one of them was just like him and his um, sister just goofing around once, like playing like silly games. Yeah, um, Paul's really um, giving you the ultimate <laughs> Paul sign of disrespect, which is doing a huge yawn um, mid mid thing you're saying. But but anyway, my question was, do you know your alleged empty good stats or no empty stats bad team thing? Mm. But do you think Josh Giddy is good at all? Like the, he's averaging a near triple double in his rookie campaign, or is the Thunder just so bad? Yeah, um, Josh Giddy is. I mean, look, I don't really think Russell Westbrook is should have been the MVP. I don't even know, but I was like, yeah, fine. He was the first person to average triple double stats these days uh, in the NBA are, em- are empty for everyone. Just because, like, the scoring averages, like, we've had in the last, like, week, we've had, like, seven 60-point games. It just means nothing. It's just kind of, like, scoring averages, um, assists, rebounds, just keep on going up and up and up. It doesn't seem like that good a measure. I, I shouldn't have gone to that Russell Westbrook thing before. Josh Giddy is an interesting piece, an exciting rookie. Is he rookie or second-year player? Rookie? Um, rookie. But, yeah, I mean, will he be good in the future? It's it, Who knows? You've got to give him a couple of years to really build into it. Um, I just want to go here and bring up, and I don't know if I say this every week, but the Phoenix Suns, it still blows my mind that they are the best team in the NBA by a mile. No one cares. They went to the finals last year, and even though I think that was a bit of luck, no one cares. No one talks about them. No one hypes them. I think Zach Lowe on his last podcast, he said they were the best team in the NBA. But besides that, it's been like absolute radio silence on this team. And I think that is so, so interesting because looking at the way the other teams are, you know, Bucks are failing, um, 76ers have huge flaws, Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons is injured. Like there's there's no teams are looking good. Um, oh, Rock, Warriors are looking screwed. Like the Suns, I'm surprised not everyone is always talking about the Suns. It just seems like such a big story that's being missed. Well, yeah, I agree. But I think they're just victim of their own success, right? If you win 800, no one cares. Boring. But nerdle it. What, what does eight hundred mean? Uh they're they're like winning eighty percent of their games, right? And what and so unless you're going to set the re- record, and what's the set the record? Seventy three, right? Mm. That's the record wins. Yeah. Unless you're going to do that, if you're a small market team winning all the time, no one's interested. Yeah, I think often, guy, I feel like you're forgetting that often there's just like good teams that just don't get talked about. No, but I don't think there is because like I, when I think of examples of that, I think of like. Uh, the DeRozan Raptors or the um, uh, Paul Millsap or whatever you want to call them, um, Hawks, where they're teams that were like, they're tearing up the regular season, but no one thinks they're contenders. They're like, oh, LeBron will just come and clean them up in the first round. You know, like it doesn't really well, matter. Should, should, we look at past, should we look at past seasons? So like Denver Nuggets, like two seasons ago, they have the best record, but like, no, no one takes yeah. them seriously, you know? Last year, the Jazz had the best record. Yeah, and no one league. respected them. And, and how many wins? Uh, 52. The year before, the Milwaukee Bucks had 56. And no one respected and, them and they got s- s- smashed, didn't they? Or that was the bubble yeah. year. Um, so, Paul, can I jump in to, to rescue The year before, the point? Milwaukee Bucks, 60. <laughs> so, so they, they back, led it twice in a row year. and then finally won the next year when they finished third. Okay, I'm going to just rescue Paul here by going back. And this is the reason people don't care about the Suns. Sorry, Paul. the Rockets won 65 games regular season. The year before, 16-17, Warriors won 67. 
Warriors before that, 73. Warriors, 67. Before that, Spurs, 62. Before that, Heat, 66. We're on a long stretch of one team dominating regular seasons. You know, you've got to be, they've got to be on pace for 72, like 70, really, to be an exciting team just for winning. Hmm. But are they not, I guess my point wasn't so much that they have the number one record. It's like, no one's talking about them. And they're the, hmm. the only team that is well, like being like consistently good the whole year. And I will say this. Are they not contenders? You guys were big Suns fans last year. I will say this. Yeah, I haven't seen any Suns games, but have they <laughs> have they gotten better since last year? Uh, yeah, they look they just more look po- more, polished, more polished, almost like yeah. like the dream result in a sports team. I would almost say they lost a lot of faith. A lot of people um, had lost lost they they burned people in the finals last year by like they went up right and then they just like kind of just. Just faded. Well, if you can't answer someone that cannot shoot and can't really dribble, and you can't answer that with a defensive scheme, yeah, um, then it's hard I'm to wor- come back from that. That's what I'm worried about. I, I think I don't know, but my theory of Monty Williams is that he's an incredible locker room, um, making vibe and doing great pregame speeches. But maybe just the fact that in a seven-game series, like it swung like that, yeah. to me, that's like kind of shows coaching, maybe. Hmm. But I don't know. I've got something to say about Monty Williams. Yeah, get out there, man. Say it. I, I think he's really good looking, but that goatee is atrocious. <laughs> and it ages him like 20 years. Okay, um, thank you for your contribution, JT. Appreciate that. Um, can I just point this out? Because I would agree with what what you guys both are basically saying is that the Peel aren't Peel the Suns are a good regular season team, but no one's really taking them seriously as the as as a finals contender, as a championship contender. I mean, I think, I they, think they're a I finals they, contender. Yeah, for sure. I think, but I think it's I just like people contender. assume that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're as good as them. Um, but the Warriors, but the Warriors were probably the Western Conference favorite before or now, uh, adjusted for like recent events and and uh, old Clay Thompson looking decent before uh, Steph Curry just recently got injured. But there'd still be like the Warriors would have a lot of people betting on them as well. They've never been my favorite, as you know. Yeah, no, no. you mean Dallas Mavericks? Yeah, streaking. Okay, so you think the Mavericks? Oh, yeah, that's that's another interesting story to talk about. They've turned it around since the All Star break, and Luca is back. I told you they would. Luca just needed to get in shape. Getting rid of Porzingis, great trade. Sucks that um my boy Tim Hardaway's injured, but they're they're looking good. Mm. And playing Luca as a point like a point center is amazing. I got um some flack online for saying. Because a lot of people were saying they got fleeced in the Paul Zingas deal. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to hear I, that. You, I got some flack. I'm sorry to hear you got some flack, Paul. It's, it's never good to get yeah. some flack, you know? It's, that's one of the worst things you can get online. No, would you say, yeah. would you call it a flack attack? Yeah, it was. It was a flack attack. Well, and, um, well you can, do you know what you, know, you can do it right, right, on, right now, Paul? Is you can get back online. You can log on. Yeah. And you can just give some flack back to the flack attack. Well, I actually, I nearly though. did. I nearly did because the other day I saw I got lots of old flack for saying um, people were claiming that the Brooklyn Nets were unbeatable. And I said um, that I wasn't as sure about that. And I said, th- I listed three teams who I thought might could beat them in the East. This is before the season started. Mm. And one of them was the 76ers. And um, people just went crazy. Yeah, well, it did. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets... 
if, if it wasn't for the Kyrie thing, they probably would yeah, but, be the favorite. But that's like, like we knew what Kyrie was like. That's like saying if no, well, this is. Un, know, I mean, this is. Un, we know Kyrie was crazy. It's like but, saying if if Anthony Davis isn't always injured, it's like yeah. he's going to be injured. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. It was like pretty unprecedented for Kyrie to play half the games. It's quite a weird. So anyway. Anyway. It's very. I wish Kyrie. I wish I wasn't. I wish. Oh, how should I say this? Kyrie is such an awesome hero if he had a cool cause. Yeah. Like, it's oh, so yeah. funny to me not being allowed to play half the games and just scoring, like, 50 points all the time. <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny. It's the funniest possible outcome. It's just a shame his cause sucks. He's, also, yeah, he, he's yeah. also one of the, um, just the nicest players to watch. Like, he, there's a lot of players... Like, I don't even really enjoy Steph Curry zipping around and bombing threes. And that's quite no, a, that's, annoying. That's quite a famously aesthetic <laughs> style of play. You know, I don't enjoy... Uh, a lot of players, but Kyrie just has a silky, uh, an old school, like a lot of mid range, a lot of crazy handles, a lot of trick layups. Like he's just a nice player to view, you know? Who are your top three players to view? Well, this is gonna... mine. Yeah. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll say one. I'm going to throw um, Kevin Durant out there. Yeah. I'll second KD. He's tier be top of my pile. Which is weird. Cause Paul? he's a seven, he's a seven mm. foot shooter. Normally like one of the least aesthetic things, Paul. Um, Chumo Kiki. <laughs> he has a very interesting shot where he shoots it completely with one hand. Wow, that's very his, cool. His weak hand is completely disconnected. <laughs> okay, my second one. A bit of a theme emerging here. Love watching DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 you talk about DeMar DeRozan every game, so we had to get that in. I think it's quite nice that we've gone... the. The podcast theme has turned from Paul wedging um, uh, how much he hates Russell Westbrook into every podcast to JT um, wedging how much he loves DeMar DeRozan and how much he loves Ja Morant. And I, I think we won't get to round three yet, but I f- figure I know who's going to come. Um, a player I really enjoy watching is... Uh, okay, I'll, I'll just pass on this one. We'll go to Paul, uh, Orlando Magic fan. You've right. got Chumo Creaky with your first pick. Who have you got? Friends. Friends must be it. <laughs> Um, up to the top here. Yeah, yeah, but Fritz. I'll say um, I'll go Ja Morant number two. Oh wow! Okay. Nice. Um, th- you know, obviously incredible dunks, unreal see, dunks. See, for me, Paul, I don't really like watching Ja Morant that much because here's the problem: by with being a highlight guy, then when you watch a game, whoa, guy, crazy backgrounds, by the way, on your your. PC or your okay. I will also say I haven't really watched him play, but I've seen some highlights. Oh, highlights ten out of ten. But when you watch yeah. a game, every time you touch the ball, you expect to see a highlight because that's yeah. what you conditioned. And then when he sometimes just like dribbles it out, like unforced error, <laughs> like oh, this sort of sucks. Can I make yeah, right. can I make a controversial um, entry into favorite players to watch? Um, yeah. Russell Westbrook, and it's not even hate. It's, it, no, it's not even hate watching. It's just such a high drama like i mean obviously all the media attention poured on him it's such high drama and now that you know that the booze and the westbrook chants and stuff are affecting him you're like every position you're like what's gonna happen you know like it's so fascinating he's had some good games recently and you're like there's that's compelling so it's like he's not it's kind of a negative one but like i enjoy watching russell westbrook of the 10 nba teams i've seen by far the most electric person on any one of those teams, like not even close, was Russell Westbrook live. 
unbelievably exciting to watch. Yeah, just just so athletic and fast and 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 just everything is at extreme pace. Yeah. Have you have you seen Cole Anthony play? That's no, all I'm sadly saying. No. Can I? Is that your third entry? One day. Is that your third entry? Uh, I'm just going to no, chuck, no, no. chuck in a um a Fred Van Vliet. I enjoy him as a as a pure point guard. Oh, that's pain. That's horrible. No, I ge- just seeing like a five foot chucker. <laughs> Come on, you're not serious. You no, know, I genuinely, I genuinely. <laughs> that's all. Oh, that's so bad. No I-, no, I think any small player is good to watch. Um, I'll, I'm going to back slow, up. Not guy. like the guy that's like famously. Slow and s- sort of I, I, any small guy. I want to see either real tall guys or real small guys. Always a joy. No to watch. medium guys. Um, can, no. Can I just throw this out there for Fred Van Beek though? It's because he's like a warrior. He's played for like four years with like his heart on his sleeve. He's either driving the lane and making ridiculous. He he never lands on his feet. He's going to ground nah. whether it's a three or a penetration play. He's going to the ground and he's like. It's a bit like Allen Iverson. He's just like such a little warrior out there. He scraps on defense. He slaps guys on the ass. I just, I of of the Raptors, he's my favorite player. I always want to get a jersey. And um, yeah, I I admit that like if you're not a fan of him, I guess it's not that fun to watch. But I I enjoy his his the way he plays and the big plays he's given us as well. He's a clutch performer as well. A bit like DeRozan. Maybe my impression since basically of the Raptors and um, and this. After DeRozan left, it's just honestly, especially this year, I guess, but the games I've seen, I find some of the most painful basketball. Like Siakam is one of my most hated people to watch. Yeah, he's he's horrific. He's the shit he's the shit Giannis. But um It's like someone someone told him he can he's got a spin move and I don't think that's ever been confirmed. Yeah, don't even talk about the spin move, eh? He for the last four years he's been driving into traffic and spinning into a charge or a brick. It's every time. Yeah. Uh, hey Paul, can I just give you a little flack flack um well, can I just finish like, with my number one person to watch? We know who I was it actually is. going. Oh, be, uh, no, I was going backwards. It'll be Lars, uh, Lars, <laughs> Lars uh, Shigemshoff from the Orlando Magic. <laughs> no, third string um, center. No, um, that player does not exist. Uh, and I think JT will back me up on this. Markel Fultz. <laughs> yeah, I'm faithful. Beautiful to watch. Faithful to the grind. Him coming back. He's. He's he is electrifying to watch. Yeah, the passing, his... his spin is incredible. Um, his mid range jumper, silky. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't his have... three point jumper, uh, looks weird, but he's you know he's hit he's hit a couple. I shouldn't have mentioned. Paul, are, you, are you on? Are you on spoilers for today's game? Paul? Um, I actually did see the result, but I I I don't I actually don't know who they were playing, but I know. I know they went and got their W, what, uh, and and I assume what, Markel was playing. Yeah, well, what uh, of his four points were the most electric? To you? <laughs> but oh, I will well, say this: yeah, wait, he's coming back from in, he's he's on restricted minutes. Uh, fair enough. And in fairness, I, I, I truly believe, and I'll I will die on this hill, that Markel had everything to be a, an absolute all-time superstar. Why did you say had? Um, the fact that he shoots with his um, fully extended now. On three pointers, like it's in a cast, is I don't know. Doesn't give me a lot of hope. Disagree. Next year, well, wait, wait, Paul, it's time. Next year, most improved player. You no, watch wait, it. I have to give. I have to give Paul his flak. His flak. Um. Okay. Jacket. <laughs> okay. These the people that hate on this that Mavericks trade. But can we make this magic mm-hmm. mayhem so we don't have to start a segment where we have to talk about the magic again? Oh, okay. Yeah. In fact. 
In fact, forget the armor. I can give you the armor offline, Paul. Take the trolls down. No, 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 no. Give it to me. Well, it's time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on oh. out. It's nothing to do with the magic, though. Oh, what? Yeah, it's to do with um, why? Yeah, why'd we go into this Porzingis. if we're talking about the rock? If they're talking about the Washington Wizards, and the Dallas Mavericks. Oh no, hang on, Wizards, Magic. Okay, it ties in. Fine. Yeah, I was just gonna say, don't don't let the haters get you down. You're right. Trading Dinwiddie and Bertrand, still, the, I guarantee they'll turn those into picks down the line. There, that's yeah. the end. Well, Bertans was. He's a um, shooter. Yeah, like. Two years ago, he was he was great, he, and he'll bounce. But like, I don't trust any. I don't trust the Wizards at all to be like. Yeah. You know, I reckon there's some gems there. That was the thing people were saying. Um, I was kind of saying that Dinwiddie was a good locker room. Um, like, who do you think? Who do you think will score more career points, Dinwiddie or Fultz? Fultz. But it's you know he's missed a lot of games so far. But what a bizarre scenario um, that is! Dimwitty or Faults for more points? So I couldn't even guess. Yeah, I don't even really care about points though. For me, it's about impact on wins, and that's how faithful you are to the grind. Really, I, it is scary. They might have brought back Markel too soon in the sense that the Magic are going to start winning more games and and climb that uh, ladder. Oh, you said I, you said the um you said the Thunder before were um were illegally tanking. And then no, I just remember last more year. Wins in the magic, I know, but last year I know I got scared because I didn't know because um, JT was claiming we were out of the bottom three now, but I think we're we're still in the bottom three. I think because um, uh, yeah, you know how yeah, it's, it's joint three. odds now uh, for the three bottom teams. But the the Thunder, okay, please, Jesus. Um, well, I've got, I'm I've sure got last some more magic. Year. I've got some more mayhem to direct your way. Okay, it's specifically, specifically Markel focused. Uh, yeah. In his comeback game, I noticed a new tattoo, and I wonder whether you could give me any intel. It's like um, I don't get a real good, va- a real good uh, visual, but it's like um, you know that is it Atlas in classical mythology that holds the holds the world up. Do you know what uh, I'm talking about? The man that holds the world up. Yeah, or is it Apollo? Yeah, or well, whatever. But it's one of but them. Markel's got that on his arm now. It's got, but it's like quite the um, way of the world. Yeah, he, it's he's like carrying guard. It, I'm pretty sure it's him holding the with the world on his shoulders. Damn. And so what does that represent? Is I that think. like the weight of the world or the weight of Magic Nation specifically? No, I think it's the what? weight of the world on his shoulders. And maybe that's what um, caused the thoracic outlet syndrome in his <laughs> shoulders. Um, but yeah, I, no, no, I, I saw that recently and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm, but I could be wrong, but I, I thought it was him with the world. I might have made that so, up. So, Paul, though. this podcast has been um, uh, 90% Magic Mayhem. Any more mayhem what? before we wrap this thing up? I mean, we've talked way too much about the Magic and Franz and Hans and all that great talent they have out there. Um, uh, we've barely talked about them. But Markel is back. And, um, man, I love the guy. <laughs> On He's... that tattoo, Paul, just keep diving it. I just need you, need you to come back with a special assignment. Because I, I have just looked at got a close-up of it and i actually think he might have had it for years once so it's on me but i feel like there is a crown tattoo on the person who's holding the atlas uh, holding the world but that crown tattoo to me is in the style of lebron james painted crown logo yeah 
So this is needs some serious Paul investigation. Where are you seeing this photo? Because I'm trying to look at photos, and I can't. Cal, copy but, a link on the chat. I've just seen a crazy um, Jason Tatum thigh tattoo. Damn. He has two. So he has one that says St. Louis, and then it has a mushroom cloud, like explosion, and underneath it says, till the world blows. But then the crazier one on his other thigh is a portrait of himself wearing a Jason Tatum baseball jersey. Uh, looks like a St. Saint- Louis... Um, Wait. Wait, wait, wait. So, so he, so on Jason Tatum's leg, he has a tattoo leg. of himself wearing a Jason Tatum yes. jersey. Yes, Tatum on the back, but it's not a basketball jersey. It's a. I can't see the front, but I assume it's a St. Louis, um, St. Louis Blues Cardinals. Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, and he's got a. Um, don't they, don't the they pronounce St. Louis? St. Louis, sorry, St. Louis. Um, he's got a St. Louis Cardinals shirt yeah. and a St. Louis backwards cap. Yeah. And he's holding his son and it says underneath in a cursive font, like father, like son. Damn. But it's a huge full thigh, like from, um, from two inches above his knee right up and he's pulling his pants up to reveal it. Okay. Um, is, is he holding his son or is he holding the son? His son. Wow. I assume. I assume it's his son. It'd be weird if he's holding just someone else's son. Yeah. Um, c- d- brief comment on the Celtics. They are somehow turning around their, what was a horrific season. It's kind of impressive to see a team. I don't think they made any major tr- trades or acquisitions, right? They've just kind of vaguely got their act together. It's kind of impressive. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've won three in a row, and they're um, up to fourth on the table. They've overtaken the Bulls. Who and Cavs, who seem to be slowly um, coming back to reality. And uh, yeah, it's kind of exciting. I've got a take that might actually not be, I don't know, that might be a cold take actually, but I'm going to put it out there. I think the play in tournament has had awesome impacts to how teams go about the, this, their season. Like, it feels like a lot more teams try and compete. Like, the fact that the Pelicans could make the playoffs is hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it has had a lot of positive gains. I mean, people have pointed out, though, that it, in some cases, like the seventh team is so much better than the shit kickers who are just scraping in, yet they still have to play in the playoff playing game or however it works. Like, there's quite a big gap. It's like it's like rewarding teams like the Pelicans, mm. who are just kind of depressing, um, are being rewarded, you know, which I don't know if that should be the case. I think reward them. I think reward shit kicking, but just kicking hard enough that you're near the good guys. Yeah, there needs to be more incentive if you're one of those, you know, like I want to see more teams being like, do we tank or do we do we push on? Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise you're actually basically negligent. If if you if you're like eleventh and you're not trying to tank, then you're actually hurting your team. Mm. Mm. Um, any any final thoughts before we wrap this up? I've got I've got one, but I was like someone else. I've done a lot of talking. I've got one. Yeah, get in there. Uh, recently, I was became aware of a player on the Pacers called Jalen Smith. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
and there's a couple of thoughts, but one was he wears big oh, big glasses, like big old Clark Kent style glasses, not dissimilar from yours, guy. Yeah. In his profile picture. Yeah. And mm. I think that's like quite. That was like the first time I've seen that in a long time, and I really respected it. Yeah. Well, he he like, he plays in glasses as well. It's not just his profile picture. Oh no, he plays in goggles. And he, wears, he plays in goggles. Yeah. And he wears glasses in his profile picture. Quite heroic. But it made he, me think. He's scored. You oh, you go. I was going to say, Paul, I think maybe this is retrospective bias, but I think if you looked at his name, looks, and like accessories, we would have put him real high on a draft ranking. Mm. Oh, so I was just I was just going to say, I've just opened my 2020 spreadsheet for the NBA draft final rankings, and I, I had him number three on Magic to Draft. I had Tyrese Halliburton one. Uh, Aaron Neesmith two and Jalen Smith three. Yeah, that's um, that's bloody good. And so it gave me an idea. And whereas most some podcasts might go through a cycle of idea, execute, record, I think we should record, then have ideas live. <laughs> and, and it's one I've shared with you in the chat, but I think we should Paul, you might have already done research. I don't know anything about the upcoming rookie class. I think uh, we should I no, I don't. But there's in a crazy um, plot twist, I found out recently that the New Zealand Breakers, who are possibly are they still kind of the worst team in the NBL? I would say they're the worst. Yeah, they might have been. Uh, they might have be challenging the Tasmanian no. Jack Jumpers, the expansion team. Love the Jack Jumpers. They're currently tenth out of ten um, with five wins in, of twenty games. Um, That's pretty poor. No, the, jack, the jack jumpers are way up in six. As a basketball analyst, can I just say five wins in twenty games? That's 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 poor. But um, the Breakers have two French players, who, according to at least Tankathon, um, one of the uh, the main website I use um, to find out how the Magic are tanking. Uh, just to keep an eye on. Draft odds and the magic tank stuff like that, but um, Uzmain Dieng is thirtieth on their big board from the New Zealand Breakers. Wow! And then the other French guy, Hugo Besson, is thirty eighth on the big board. Wow. Also, French guy playing for the Breakers, and that kind of shocks me. Yeah, it is quite interesting. Eh? Like, what what would they be doing here? We know the Breakers are running this interesting scam where they get like a kickback if the player gets drafted but it's quite weird for them to come in because like because of COVID the breakers don't even play in New Zealand they play in Tasmania like it's quite an unusual Mm. NBA preparation but it must be worth it for them right I guess I I I haven't done any draft research but I will say I think there's some cool players based on just some watching two highlight videos like one of the top guys is called Paolo Banchero. Yeah, okay. Um, that does sound incredibly cool. And uh, I, I, let me just take us out on a, on a big take from Guy. It's time for Guy I've Been Thinking. So... Here we go. What did you say? Here we bloody go. <laughs> um, I, I, earlier I talked about how NBA stats... Like we seem to have like stat statistic inflation in the NBA, where it's like scoring 20 points now is 100 times easier than it was scoring 20 points in 1994 like it's not comparable 
But Will Chamberlain averaged fifty points in like the seventies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, if I was, that seemed easy. Yeah, you, you're correct. If, if if I was going to draw a graph, I was like being a seventy foot a seven footer back in Will Chamberlain's day was obviously a massive advantage. But like now, for the last like twenty five years or most of my lifetime, scoring and accumulating stats seems to have just become easier and easier. And I think this is done in purpose so ESPN can every night talk about the amazing records that it is constantly broken. And don't get me wrong, I know LeBron, for his his long, long period of excellence, deserves to break a lot of those records. But at the same time, like, it's just too easy now for people to put up 60-point games. Like, it's just something has changed. That's my, that was my first point, all right? Now, I do think it is unbelievable that in my recent lifetime, I feel like sports are rigged in the favor of goat. We're suffering from like goat-itis. I'm sick of the word goat. I'm sick of hearing of multiple goats. You can't have multiple goats. There's only one goat. It only really applies to Michael Jordan, who in his time was hands down the greatest of all time. He gets that nickname. Let's stop calling Messi and Ronaldo goat. Only one person can be a goat. You've got to pick one. Let's just stop saying goat. But my point was going to be is that every sports I've watched in the last 20 years, seems to have featured their GOAT just recently, with a few exceptions, but let me just r- rattle off a list. Venus Williams, Tom Brady, Lewis Hamilton, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Messi, Ronaldo, Tiger Woods, Richie McCaw, Michael Phelps. In my lifetime, I've seen the GOAT of pretty much every sport. Add on that, like, F- Simone Biles and that 14-year-old Russian ice skater, is it we're, we're at a point now where sports are just rigged so they can just magically say you're watching the goat right now? Like I'm like, what am I seeing? Or are we just seeing seeing amazing athletes? I've got something. I've really. I'm sorry to um to pour ice cold water on this take. I think what you're experiencing is the fact that we were born in the '80s. Yeah. Right when right when mass sports professionalism was taking off. Yeah. Like you you're just seeing professional sports. Okay. I think that's the difference. Okay. So will so for the generation that are born today in 2022, I mean, God, God bless them for the world that they're in, being inherited. But will we see with sports technology and nutrition and stuff improve? We but, see them keep on getting better and better. So, so I'm going to some sports yes, some sports no. I think sports like basketball, it's generational, and the game changes so much from decade to decade that you'll always get a generational like goat argument, right? Yeah, that sort of makes and same with football probably. Yeah. I don't. I don't think in our lifetimes anyone will get close to Serena, and probably no one will ever take Nadal's record. Well, assuming it's not one of the current players, because because of the the fact that the Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, uh, who's the other? There's another person I was thinking of. The Andy they, Murray. Not, <laughs> not, not, not Andy uh, Murray. Co- was that the Cockney guy still? Or he was? was no, nah, that was more Scottish. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really Scottish, but it was like guy oh. who it was guy who loves Andy Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was my third guess. So I think we'll see now just all six foot six identical like clone tennis players, and you'll never have a group get so dominant or a single person. So that I think that's out. But I think some team sports like football, you'll always have that because it's so much. It's so much more subjective, right? Single player sports, so records defined, and I think they'll be hard to beat. Well, wait, wait, so you're saying you're saying in tennis it'll be hard to top those greats, but in football it might be easier because it's a team sport. 
And it's just subjective, right? Football and basketball, it's, it's pretty subjective about how we define the greatest of all But time. I mean, p- most people clearly say Jordan's number one, LeBron's number two, and they go down from there. And most people clearly, I think it's pretty clear that Messi's the greatest football player of all time, Ronaldo's number two or three, you know, like. But didn't you just start this by saying you're sick of people saying Messi's a goat? <laughs> um, no, no, I'm just saying we, we've seen we've seen these goats and I'm like, I don't know. I'm saying it's pretty, it's, it's pretty well known that like, Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. But I'm like, is that true? Or am I being brainwashed by ESPN or anything? Nah, I think Tom Brady would be a good one. I think you're being brainwashed with someone like Messi. I don't think most people could ha- could argue on any ground that Messi is, say, better than, let's just say, Pelé, right? It's so hard to compare. I, I thought it was I thought it was like well well documented. Okay, what about Lewis Hamilton? Nah, is he so. the greatest driver of all time? You know, is, I don't know. I don't care about Formula One. Is, is Steph Curry the greatest shooter of all time? Or in five years' time, are we yes. just going to see? Are we going to see a greatest? No, fi- that shooting stats will be broken. There will be a better shooter than Steph Curry in five years' time. Easy. Okay. I mean, you- there already is. <laughs> Duncan Robinson. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, Michael Phelps. Are we going to see a fa- are we going to see a faster sprinter than Usain Bolt? You know, like is that just going to come around? Uh, I think I no, think- because. No. I won't go into You're going to say drops. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Like, I, th- I think there's some things that are just capped by the, by the body, right? So you're probably not going to see faster bowlers in cricket than we see now. Because if we haven't topped it in 20 years of pure professionalism, we're probably unlikely. That's probably the same with Phelps, right? There's actually there's so many lim- uh, only limits at certain technique and body size you can get to, right? It's not, there's only so much your body can do without. Um, performance enhancing but they would have said that in 1995 or whenever Thorpedo was racing up and down the pool and he got topped like five years later you know but I yeah I just don't think it's I think it'll be harder and harder to be clear goat status in individual sports I'm just I'm just just pointing out that like Jordan was considered to be uh, unanimously the goat and I consider him to be the goat he's my one of my favorites and he just because he had an amazing career but then, like, you know, 10 years later or even less than that, uh, what, like five years after he retired, LeBron came along. And while LeBron may not be, like, more accomplished than uh, Jordan, he's, like, all around, like, physically an improvement on him, you know? But but that's where what I'm saying is with, with team sports, you can't separate the stats from the context. That's why it's always subjective. If you fed, all, if you fed just numbers and, prob- and stuff into a computer, I don't think that computer would come back with, Michael Jordan's clearly the best basketball player of all time, right? Like it's too much wrapped up in the context. Whereas feed in Serena Williams stats to the computer, let it like compute that. It's going to be like, oh, wow, this woman's like uh, unbelievably better than anyone that's played professional tennis. Yeah, but I, I just think a better female tennis player will come along in like four years time. Like, um, okay, the perfect example was like when I was a kid, there was no better runner than Michael Johnson, like the, the fastest man in the world, 200 and 400 meter gold medalist, like unbelievable. And then now they're like, Usain Bolt just makes them look like a piece of shit, you know? Like, it's just like, it's crazy how it changes so quickly. Yeah, that may be true. I don't know. Serena won 85% of her games, didn't she? Do you guys think there'll ever be a better filmmaker than Jane Campion? (laughs) She's out here competing against men. (laughs) Movies. Famously something... I love cell phones. I just love people that like, and and no trouble, like so far away from saying anything controversial, like a, a, unbelievably could say anything. And the thing they come up with is just like 
dumb enough to get them in trouble. It's just so funny. Oh, speaking me. of which, did you guys see the? I thought it was going to be a huge story, and I haven't seen anything. But the tweet LeBron did about the um, American football player. Nah, like sh- just shed some light. I want to know. I have no idea. So basically, I didn't know anything about this. But my, uh, LeBron, I saw responses to it and retweets of LeBron tweeting, um, basically just it was something just like yes, with heaps of um, sort of clapping and uh, emojis. Yep. emojis. Um, oh yeah, here it is. So heaps of clapping emojis. Yes, sir. Hashtag LFG dog emoji dog emoji dog emoji. So LFG is and that the- let's if and go. Possibly. LeBron tweets like LeBron tweets like a book that I got. I remember getting from when I was fifteen for Christmas from an aunt that was like texting for teens, and it was like taught you how to spell later L A R. That's how LeBron tweets. Um. Yes, but he's so he's retweeted a Bleacher Report article. Oh no, just a tweet saying Deshaun Watson has chosen to waive his no trade clause to go to the Browns, and so I was like. Okay, why are people annoyed at this? Went to uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, Wikipedia and scrolled down to like the sexual assault allegation section. And it is bad. 20 plus accusers, right? Yes, I think like 22. And almost all of them like masseuses. Wow. So he he books massages and then sexually harasses or assaults people? Yeah. As yeah. well, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Okay, and, and, you, and, like, you're, and you're saying LeBron celebrated him coming to his team without like. Well, just, just like, or like the second you get one person being like, because there were like verified accounts being like, you got to be better. Surely delete it and just be like. Uh, uh, I honestly feel like one to two years ago, other two, one of two things happened. One, they gave LeBron keys back to his own social media. Or two, he gave that job to like a seventy-year-old man that he knows, because <laughs> because, <laughs> because he is Jane campaigning all over the place, yes. just like self-owned. Yes. And and again, let's not remember it was only one month ago that he said he posted that meme about COVID not being real, and then he was like, "I was genuinely asking, is it worse than flu? I just genuinely wanted to know." Yeah, there was there was like backlash. I feel like a bit of backlash when the China thing happened, but there's been a few times now and it's just like, I think people are just like numb to it. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, but also, I mean, just, can I say it could be a genuine mistake? Like the number of times I, Chris Brown comes on and I start dancing and I'm like, Oh, forgot he was a piece of shit. You know, like it happens, you know, I love Michael Jackson music, but I also think he's a child sex offender, you know? Yeah. But I'm saying like, if say you, you did a tweet being like, "Yes, my boy Chris Brown yeah. is um yeah. is is coming to uh, Auckland. Yeah. I've booked tickets, and then um <laughs> and then you got a, a bunch of tweets being like, "Mate, what are you up to? Yeah, um, you'd probably be like, "Oh, my bad. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I can see I can see a guy going down the manosphere route any minute. To be honest. <laughs> Hey, do you know an interesting, interesting fact about LeBron? He's got more Instagram followers than all Major League players combined. All Major, major League, league baseball. baseball? Yeah, combined. Wow. Yeah. 
and and more, more than Michael Jordan, which proves once and for all that he's better known around the world <laughs> than Michael Jordan. Um, but is there even a famous Major League Baseball player? Like, who even is a famous baseball player? Like, uh, yeah, their problems are, and Paul will relate to this. Their problems are the um, uh, I should say this. There, there, many Anglo-American names are really bad names for stars. Like Mike Trout's their biggest star, and <laughs> Trout is not someone. You can't build around someone called Trout. It's honestly, so I started going to a few Mets games when I was in New York and I was like, okay, I've decided I'm going to be a Mets fan. Um, and I was like, I've got to pick a player to buy the shirt of. I've got to have a favorite player. Yeah. And every game I would, I'd spend time, you know, during breaks and stuff, um, researching the players on their Wikipedia's. And I would I would put a lot of stock in what their walkout songs were, and ultimately I was like, man, I don't want any of these guys on my back. Like none of these guys are cool, yeah. and it might just be a Mets issue, but like just the worst walkout songs. Like what are their songs? The, Give us one. Oh, just like music. Like I've I wouldn't know the name, but just like something I would never is listen to. Is it rock to. or country or what is it? Yeah, yeah, it's like rock, um, country, um, mainly. Yeah. Yeah, it's the the thing is there are some very cool. What the the problem with baseball is the cooler players don't either seem to be marketed or they're not that good. Like there's this yeah, quite right. porky guy called the Turtle, <laughs> and he famously pitched. Um, he's like some guy that holds a record because he he's not a pitcher, but he pitched one game and got like a no hitter or whatever. And he using he kept on ball, um, pitching these things called knuckleballs, which is just like a novelty pitch. And I looked him up, and yeah, his nickname's a turtle because he's quite porky and slow. And like, get that guy up on the billboards. Yeah. And there's a guy called Tatis Jr. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He's again quite hefty. I um I do think that baseball, like the story, I couldn't follow it as a proper season, but I do love like the stories behind the stories, and I'm really enjoying um the YouTube channel Baseball Doesn't Exist. If anyone wants just to hear some crazy baseball stories. Oh, it's good. Uh, it's, it's very entertaining. I don't know how accurate it is for the real baseball fans out there, but I just enjoy hearing the the bizarre careers, especially pitchers just seem like really fascinating and kind of uh, crazy people. I want to take it back. Sorry, I want to clarify something I've said. Yeah, Tatis Jr. is not, I don't think it would be fair to call him Porky. Okay, he's quite he's like quite buff but quite slender. Okay. So I just want to put that on the record. Yeah, good on you, man. Because uh, if there's one thing that this podcast is, it's accurate. We've just la- la- nailed down another great episode of high quality basketball analysis. It's what we do on this podcast every couple of weeks. And you're welcome, New Zealand. Um, thanks so much for listening. My name's been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. Wait, I don't do that anymore. In it, and I've been Latotoga. Who is La The turtle. Okay. Um, shout out to the turtle. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>